Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. The anniversary of January 6th has come and gone, but it's turning out to be a holiday of propaganda for the state. A day to celebrate lie upon lie and the corrupt Washington, D.C. establishment's gaslighting of America. As a result of the events on January 6th, the lives of five heroic officers were lost. Brian Sicknick was a U.S. Capitol Police officer devoted to serving our nation. He lost his life protecting our elected representatives. No police officers were killed on January 6th, period. Ashley Babbitt was killed on January 6th. Two years later, the real evidence is still hidden from public view. Based on what I saw and observed in the video clip, Ashley Babbitt was murdered. She was shot and killed under color of authority by an officer who violated not only the law, but his oath and committed an arrestable offense. Victoria White from uh, Rochester, Minnesota, uh, with the crowd, had come up to the, the tunnel entrance, and she says she had been pushed in by the momentum of the crowd. And she ended up being trapped against one of the walls. And fairly short time after she got in there, she was attacked by a police officer, a supervisor from the Metro D.C. Police Department. And it went on for maybe five minutes. She was struck nearly 40 times in the head and face. It is definitely a crime that was committed by Officer Morris when she struck a down person. She was seriously attempting to injure Roseanne Boylan by striking her. Uh, but they pulled her into the Capitol. Then she did receive emergency care, and I think heroic care. The officers that were inside didn't hesitate. Unfortunately, we're pretty sure she was deceased by that time. The Capitol Police, per their own timeline, received the authorization request from the Department of Defense, where I was chief of staff for National Guards, men and women, before January 6th. The Capitol Police then went to the sergeant at arms in the House and the Senate and the chief of police, and the decision was made, pursuant to their own timeline, that that request would be declined. And key players in the staged insurrection with ties to the federal government and its Mockingbird media arm are still walking free. The names Ray Epps, Megan Paradise, Luke Phillips, John Sullivan. Sullivan's brother, James, turned John into the FBI after he had previously been released. James explained to the FBI that he believed his brother was not only involved in the riots at the U.S. Capitol, but was somehow in charge of the breach into the U.S. Capitol. That populist counter-revolution propagandized as far-right extremism has been spreading worldwide for years, just as as the Biden administration's totalitarianism is spreading to world leaders as it's propagandized as homeland security. The overwhelming majority of people in Brazil know that the recent presidential election was stolen by the convicted criminal President Lula, convicted of corruption roughly six years ago. And President Lula was, is actually a convicted felon for bribery, uh, as well as being a socialist. So you have half the country that feels severely disenfranchised. This election had no transparency. So the protesters who protested for the last 70 days peacefully, no arson, no violence, uh, just wanted a 
evidence proof that this was an honest election. Now, it turns out, as the plot usually does thicken in these situations, that there were many an agent provocateur yesterday at these buildings and doing incredible gross damage, breaking windows and such. And it looks like this is turning into a Reichstag fire and being used to clamp down on these Democratic protests. Mirroring the aftermath of January 6th, Lula is, of course, blaming former President Bolsonaro, calling him a genocidist that encouraged the protesters who swarmed all three branches of government. Back here in the United States, the audacity of the arrest of Ashley Babbitt's mother, who was simply honoring her daughter who was murdered by the state with no charges filed, continues to spotlight the O'Biden administration's road to tyranny. The right to protest as it is deemed in our Constitution, clearly belongs to one class of people in America, and it ain't most of us. We came here to the Trump International Hotel to remind those uggos that stormed the Capitol. It's Thursday, January 12th, year of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. Very glad to have you here on this Thursday live broadcast coming to you from the central Texas headquarters of InfoWars, InfoWars.com, Band.Video. Lots of stuff to, to talk about today. We'll be joined by L from Some B I Know in the third hour. We will be opening up your phone calls in the second hour. A lot to talk about, and we will be premiering the latest uh, American Journal original Ukraine war pitch meeting today. So it is completed and ready to air. We'll probably do that a little bit later this hour. A lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of political stuff to talk about uh, really today, but political stuff that is um, something else. It really is just something else, and we'll get into all of it uh, right now. Let's do it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Thursday, the 12th of January, 2023. Senator Graham demands special counsel probe as Biden breaks silence over classified docs. Senator Lindsey Graham, a senior member of the Senate Judiciary Committee, on Wednesday called for Attorney General Merrick Garland to appoint a special counsel to investigate the handling of classified documents by President Biden while he served as vice president. Uh, saying on Fox News, quote, I think if you believe a special counsel is necessary to assure the public about the handling of classified documents by Donald Trump, you should apply the, a special counsel to the mishandling of classified documents by President Biden when he was vice president. If there's not a special counsel appointed to find out how this happened with President Biden regarding classified information, it will hurt the country, Graham warned. I OK. No, no, I'm happy. No, it's no, I'm happy. No, it's good. It's good. No, it's very, it's very tentative. It's very soft, but it's good. No, it's good. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It, it's good. It's fine. Nothing's going to come of it, and they're not going to do it. And and the, the deep state is uh, laughing at us. I can hear them from here, but it's you know, it's 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 good. I just. Again, I don't want to be cynical. I don't, you know, when something good happens, I want to be able to go, yeah, good, get him, go get him. But it's like just the way 
the way conservatives talk, it's just like it permeates everything they do, this sense of defeatism, this sense of we will only attack the liberals if they give us permission kind of feeling. Which again, I know I'm being cynical here. I should be happy that this closeted weirdo Lindsey Graham is actually uh, taking some step towards accountability for President Biden. But just the way he says it, right? I think if you believe there's a special counsel necessary to assure the public about the handling of classified documents by Donald Trump, you should apply the space. It's just like – Who cares what they think about what should happen with Donald Trump? How about you just say Joe Biden has documents from the time when he was vice president and we will get to the bottom of this. We will investigate it. We'll figure out why he has these documents, what's in the documents, who had access to these documents. And then we'll punish President Biden because nobody is above the law. And it doesn't matter if you're the president of the United States or the king of Timbuktu. When you're in America and you break American laws, the American justice system will hold you accountable. Is it too much to ask? Is it too much to ask that you just not couch your attacks against President Biden with asking for permission to do so by the Democrats? It's it's just infuriating. But but there it is. And we could show you the video um, from yesterday on like the view or something i think i had it in yesterday's show folder i don't think it was in today's but it's you know it's them justifying why they don't care that president biden has classified documents right they essentially say well we know that donald trump is a thief and a liar so you know we've got to investigate him because we just know we just know that he is but president biden well he's a good person he's not a thief or a liar so we'll give him the benefit of the doubt if he made a little oopsie here or there and it's just like those – these are the people that you're appealing to. This is the people who you're trying to appeal to some sense of shame because they don't want to be hypocrites. They don't care about being hypocrites. You know, they couldn't care less. They have no principles or morals that they're standing by. They change at a whim to whatever is uh, politically expedient. So how about we show some backbone, Senator? That would be nice. Again, on the Biden documents, CNN – this is a story from Infowars.com. CNN defense of Biden collapses as second batch of classified documents found. CNN's defense this week of President Joe Biden's alleged mishandling of classified documents, quote, under 12 total, collapsed Wednesday when a second batch of classified documents was reportedly found at another location. CNN tried to portray Biden's mishandling of classified documents as less than bad, uh, less bad than Trump's alleged misuse, though Trump had declassification authority and there was no way CNN could have known with certainty that the documents found at the Penn Biden Center were the only ones mishandled. However, an NBC News report Wednesday said that at least one more batch of classified documents has been found by Biden's aide at another location connected to him just an hour or so before the report at wednesday's white house press briefing uh, press secretary karine jean pierre declined to answer questions about whether then former vice president biden had used other offices where other classified documents might have been kept we'll get a little bit more into this we've got some videos to show you about this Uh, there's a lot of speculation as to whether this is some sort of scheme by the deep state to get rid of Biden. Basically, they're done with Biden. He's played his part. Now they're going to use all of the blackmail they've had on him the whole time to have him quietly exit the stage uh, for some sort of replacement. I don't know if that is entirely true. We'll get into it uh, a little bit more later, but uh, it is very interesting. And of course, the Davos conference begins in like a week or something, and we'll talk about that in just a second. We're going to be getting uh, live reports from there from a number of uh, different people. But it certainly seems that 
in the last week or so, the globalists have had some sort of conclave. They've had some sort of conference call and have decided they are moving on to the next stage of their operation and maybe getting rid of Joe Biden is just a part of that. Again, we'll get into it later in the show. Meanwhile, Biden extends COVID emergency as Omicron subvariant XBB 1.5 spreads. The Biden regime extended the COVID emergency once again on Wednesday. The first COVID emergency was imposed January of 2020. Three years later, the U.S. is still under a COVID uh, emergency, despite Joe Biden claiming the pandemic is over. Here's the thing, though. If the pandemic was over, if it wasn't a legally an emergency anymore, uh, then the things that they're doing, they would have to stop doing. And the protection that the COVID vaccine receives would go away. So it's not an emergency anymore. This has nothing to do with COVID emergency. This has to do with uh, checking the, the tick boxes, right? Uh, fulfilling a certain legal requirement to allow the charade to continue. And we'll get into that a little bit later too. We have a very long video that I'm going to go to as much as possible talking about FOIA documents revealing the COVID pandemic was a DOD operation uh, ranging from all the way back in Obama's time, something we at InfoWars have covered the whole time, but new documents confirm what we knew to be true from our layman observations. Moving on, not a joke. Oh, yeah, so, okay, so... <laughs> remember when uh remember when we couldn't pick a house speaker and there were like three days where congress wasn't uh able to work and people were acting like it was the the end of the world well they they finally got back to business and one of the first things they're doing is wanting to put a bust of Zelensky in the u.s capitol yeah that's that's the important work they had to get back to the important work of our federal government i mean sure hundred thousand dead from <laughs> from fentanyl and the border wide open. But, but no, the important thing is that everybody get together and debate whether the uh, bust should, you know, portray him as, uh, you know, maybe not a bust. Maybe, you know, maybe there's some room for compromise on this. They want a bust. You know, I want him mounted on a horse in the central square. You know, some sort of marble statue is certainly in order. They'll get, they'll come to a, a conclusion of some sort. <laughs> okay. No, it's great. No, I'm so glad. They're, that's what they're spending their time doing. Republican uh, Congressman Joe Wilson wants a bust of Zelensky in the U.S. Capitol. Not even our ally, folks. It, literally, we don't even have a signed military alliance with Ukraine. We're going to put a bust of their gay little gremlin elf uh, president in our capital. Fantastic. Uh, also, there's no eggs anymore. That's our final story. Scramble to stock up on these egg shortage memes mocking the globalist food crisis. Because if you can't eat, you might as well laugh. Look, it's not hype when you've delivered. And InfoWars has been the tip of spear against tyranny. And when it comes to the products we sell to fund our operation, they're just like our news and information. They are powerful and they change the world. The Real Red Pill Plus is one of our top sellers, but for over two years, it's been sold out because of supply chain breakdowns. It's finally back in stock for 50% off at InfoWarsTore.com. Now, in the limited time we have, I can't get into all the ingredients that are in it, but this sucker is amazing. Look for yourself at how loaded each bottle is, ladies and gentlemen. Every one of these will supercharge your day and everything you do. Just look into the preglinone that we've got that's in this product. Get your Real Red Pill Plus, a proprietary product nobody else has, exclusively back in stock for 50% off 
at InfoWarsStore.com. This is as close as the Matrix Red Pill as you're going to get. Red Pill Plus, 50% off, InfoWarsStore.com. Like a rock thrown into a pond, your actions, even though they may seem little, have a massive ripple effect throughout time and space. We're actually winning the info war. And when you realize that Bandot Video has hundreds and hundreds of censored directors and investigative journalists and talk show hosts whose information is beyond incredible, hundreds of medical doctors and scientists, all of them right now telling the truth at Bandot Video. Millions of people a day visiting Bandot Video. But you can take that information and cause a bigger ripple effect, an amplifying effect, and make sure it gets out to your friends, your family, your neighbors, and perfect strangers. You are the modern Paul Revere's. You are what takes our information and amplifies it. When you decide to take action, we as a species and as a race are invincible. So I thank you all for your past action, and I challenge you to redouble your efforts now because humanity and the children are counting on you. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. Go to Infowars.com to uh Find the memes to, to share to your friends about eggs. <laughs> if, you, if you can't eat, you might as well laugh at it, right? S- scramble, get it? Scramble to stock up on these egg shortage memes mocking the globalist food crisis. You may have noticed eggs skyrocketing through the roof in price. Again, I should just go back over the uh, the whole last year where we saw Multiple instances of literally millions of chickens being outright cold, just slaughtered by literally by the millions in this country in France, uh, you know, it was the bird flu after all. And now it looks like we are, uh, well, to stick with the theme, the chickens have come home to roost. Costco is now uh, completely sold out of eggs. 2020 was toilet paper. 2023 is going to be a run on eggs. Get yours now. Part of this is avian flu and reduced number production. That is the tweet from uh, Wall Street Silver. Really makes you wonder, doesn't it? And, you know, I hate to be a sort of one-trick pony type of thing here, but, you know, it is globalism, actually. It is actually globalism. See, the, the theory of globalism is – you talk about globalism, really you're talking about centralization, it might it seems counterintuitive because when you think globalism you think the whole world but what they mean is they want the whole world under one government right just like they want all of the food production in America in one centralized location that they control and you can read through the lockstep document and even in the intro of the lockstep document and everything you know they have this uh you know quad uh, quadrangle whatever the term is um what's the word for that come on crew you're smarter than me um, where they lay down the two axes of this uh, graph is adaptive capacity, and then what is it in the middle there? Economic. I want to get the exact uh, phrase right, but you can actually see from there. Yeah, thank you, Zoom in. That's perfect. Uh, yeah, political and economic alignment 
and adaptive capacity. So when they say political and economic alignment, what they mean is that politics and corporations are aligned in their actions. In other words, and you can see from that that graph, their preferred – like the best thing that they want the most of is to have things most a quadrant boundaries. <laughs> All right. Crew's writing me notes. Yeah, I can't think. I can't think of the word. The, the, I'm sure the whole audience is mad at me right now. It's not quadrant, but yeah, in that in that upper right quadrant, that's their chosen one, right? Clever together, and what they say is that it's strong alignment, right? So this is what they want. They want strong alignment and high adaptive capacity. And in their belief, they believe, and they say it in the lockstep document that the sort of more centralized and more, the more vertically integrated your supply chain is, the more adaptive it is, which is nonsense. It's ridiculous, but you saw the way it played out in COVID-19. They think, they claim, their idea is that massive corporations with a centralized corporate con- control structure is more able to adapt to changes than a small than a collection of small mom-and-pop stores. So that's why during COVID, they were like, well, you can't open your store, you can't open your restaurant, but – Target and Walmart and McDonald's, see, they have these corporate structures that allow them to instantly enforce all these different regulations and strictures that means they're comporting with our health regulations, which means they can stay open. So that's why those places were able – throwing my pen here. That's why those places were able to stay open was because they were you know, centralized and have this corporate structure that can make change. When the reality is that it's a lot more difficult to do that through the, the corporations actually, a, a small – you know, mom and pop store business can make decisions on a fly without asking anybody's permission. They can, if they want to start selling something different, they just start selling something different the next day. If they want to change the rules in their store, who's going to tell them otherwise? So the fact that the globalists think that by having this massive pyramid-like control structure on top of everything, that makes them easy to control. They claim that's adaptive capacity. All of this is to say that their intention for the world, their main drive, their economic control mechanism is centralization and that's what's causing all you know so many of these problems i think it's horrifying because you know if you have a bunch of little small farms you may have 20 pigs over here and on that farm maybe there's 50 chickens also and it's pretty easy to take care of that and then down the road you have you know a massive warehouse where you've got 10,000 pigs all you know collared in to some feeding trough and then you've got to you know do the antibacterial stuff and then you got to you know instead of just letting Reproduction ha- happen naturally. You've got to pay for some big machine to come in and fertilize your pigs for you. And you got, you know, it's just, it's a whole bunch of mechanization and industrialization. And it's disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting. If you ever watch documentaries about what goes on in these massive factory farms, but that's what they want. They don't want a bunch of little small farms out there that they don't control all taking care of their own business. They want to get rid of all of those farms, right? forcibly buy out all of those farmers as they're doing across the world right now and then put all of, you know, all of that farmland, just condense it into one massive uh, mechanical warehouse where they can use any number of chemical interventions to prevent the spread of disease, et cetera, et cetera. And all of this leads to you know what we have now, which is that you've got a very, very few number of corporate food producers producing the mass amounts of food for the entire country. And when you've got a problem in one of these places, it affects the entire country. And so, again, it's just the innate failure of globalism to uh, provide any benefit to anybody ever. Here's some good memes. Chickens after the price of eggs went up. 
we got some fancy chickens out there these days, folks. They're looking good. I wouldn't tell anybody that I won the lottery, but there will be signs. Massive amount of eggs. Now, see, this one's a little iffy. This one's a little tricky. This Valentine's Day, get her something expensive. You see the guy uh, giving here a dozen and a half eggs, 18 uh, eggs. Now, it's very thoughtful. It's a very good gift. However, you got to make sure the carton is full, and it may be seen by some right-wing women as a less-than-subtle nudge that well, she's running out of time to start a family. <laughs> so you're gonna, if you're going to give your, your lady a carton of eggs, make sure it's full. Make sure it's a full carton of eggs. If you give her a half-empty carton of eggs, you're sending a, 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 a signal she might not be so happy with. I see you bought the eggs, a full 18-pack, and they weren't even on sale. Yeah, so it must be nice to have that kind of money. Hey, somebody out here buying enough eggs, huh? You got you got egg money lying around. I see how it is. Oh my God, he went to Kroger. <laughs> All right, lots of great memes at infowars.com. Great memes, great information, and of course a linkedinfowarsstore.com where you can get all the supplements you need to make up for the globalist centralized food production nightmare that we live in. And it, it I've said it a million times, but it doesn't matter at this point whether you eat healthily or not because the food that you're eating has been grown in soil that's completely denuded of you know minerals and, and vitamins that used to be there for all of time. Things like magnesium, you can make up for that with something like fizzy magnesium at the InfoWars store. It doesn't matter if you eat nothing but salads and you know so-called free-range chicken. Like you can eat it as healthily as a goat, <laughs> and you're still not getting the nutrients you need because our food systems are corrupt and disgusting and fake and plastic and GMO, and it's, it's not good. So unless you grow all of your own food, you're going to have to be supplementing with something just to get to your normal levels of vitamins and minerals. InfoWarsStore.com can help you get there. I've taken a lot of supplements over the years since high school, and they had great effects. And the science has gotten better and better and better over the years. And now with all the things we're bombarded with, and the water and the food and the feminizing factors, it is more important than ever to use the compounds God gave us to boost our natural male potential. But these products work great for women as well. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Pain MD. It's a number one national bestseller under another name. We got it discounted for 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com under the label InfoWars Platinum. We've also got HGH Max Boost. Read all about it. Be very safe with it. I take only a fraction of what they say at first and take it before you go to bed at night. Don't do it uh, during the day. 1776 Testosterone Boost. Totally incredible. Go read about them. Learn more about them at InfoWarsStore.com in the InfoWars Platinum section. And you get 40% off on these already best-selling products under the new name InfoWars Platinum. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. American Journal, thanks so much for being here with us. Very, very glad to be here today. We'll be showing you the uh, Ukraine war pitch meeting. I don't think I'll do it in this segment. I'll do it, I'll do it in the next segment. We'll be taking your phone calls throughout the second hour. We'll be joined, we will be joined by L from some B I know. Very, very 
powerful social media influencer, although I hate to even use that label. Political activist, maybe that would be a better. She's a deep diver. She's a deep diver. That is a good way to put it. Do you enjoy a deep dive as much as we do on the American Journal? Got to follow her at BigDigEnergy.info. Yeah, so she'll be joining us in the third hour. We'll take your calls uh, throughout the second, show you that skit probably in the in the next one. I got a couple of videos here that I want to get to before we go out to phone calls. I want to go to clip number two here because as we talk so much about the Great Reset, and of course we understand what the, the Great Reset really entails and you know there's a uh, there's another video i have it's a little bit longer but it's a it's by this twitter user called robot polisher and i love it you know he has a little logo and then the the tag on all of his videos is a clip of klaus schwab saying not everyone can be a, a robot polisher and it's just the best clip i just love that he chose that as his as his name, the robot polisher, because if you think about what Klaus Schwab is saying, it's such a creepy thing to say. First of all, he's saying that you're not useful anymore. You are not a useful person because they've replaced you with a machine that won't ask quite so many questions, sort of the implication. But they're also, you know, the people like Klaus Schwab, they're not going to want to have to keep up the machines and take care of them, but they want them to look nice. So maybe, maybe they'll keep you around if you can prove useful polishing the robots that serve them, right? It's like you're like a shine boy, but for an unthinking machine. Like it's so, it's so dismissive. It's, it's like, you know, not everyone can be a robot. You know, those of you who can manage to keep our robots looking shiny you can stay around for that but we're only going to need so many of those and the rest of you are obsolete now it's such a it's it it really reveals so much about their mindsets right well not everyone can be a a robot polisher i don't want to be a robot but what the hell are you talking about be not everyone can be that's it those are this is this is what their future looks like right you either are liquidated because you are useless to them because they have a robot that can do everything you can do but better, uh, or you're allowed, you're permitted to stick around to be a slave of the robot masters. It really is incredible. And that that's the end game of the Great Reset, right? COVID-19, Build Back Better, the climate change agenda, the mass migration. These are all just steps towards an anti-human, lifeless perpetual digital existence that they are indoctrinating us all into. And they've got a new creepy version of this reality. We've heard of virtual reality, like the metaverse. You may have even heard of augmented reality, AR. We've got VR, we've got AR. Let's present to you a new one. Clip number two, Amy Webb introduces DR. That is diminished reality. Let's watch. Diminished reality is removing things away. So if you've got a pair of noise-canceling headphones, you've already got DR. What's on the horizon are diminished reality glasses that look very much like what I'm wearing um, that would allow you to remove things from your point of view, from your view, whether that's garbage uh, or other people. Singapore um, has developed noise-canceling windows, so it Garbage creates an anti-wave or other people. Um, from, from what exists naturally. And what's so interesting about that is that in the near future, it could totally transform our cities um, and, and turn the volume down on all that extra noise. 
That's from the Global Technology Governance Summit from the World Economic Forum. Diminished reality. That's right. You don't need a you know clean streets or you know decent places to live anymore when you can just have glasses that block that stuff out for you. It's like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, Beeblebrox, Zaphod Beeblebrox has uh, dark glasses that go completely opaque when you see something scary. <laughs> It's, it's it wants to protect you from the scary thing, so it just blocks out your vision. That's basically what they're doing. That's what they're doing. Diminished reality. They say it with no sense of irony, right? You know, you can block out garbage or other people. Just like what? And again, these people, I, I, you know, they're just psychologically broken, right? They're just their souls are just like fractured and an irreparable way that's hard to explain right they want everyone to live in cities cities are easy to control you can centralize your production and your consumption and you know distance always adds money and and resources they want everybody to live in cities i mean that's their stated goal and aim right they also hate all of the things that cities bring about they hate other people they hate noise right there's all these articles that's like the the persistent silence of whiteness or whatever where it's like but at the same time they they're like annoyed that you know they see themselves as like gods as like super important like anybody else's existence is an annoyance to them so you know they want everybody to live in cities they want to live in cities but they want to live in cities with thick walls and you know yards with giant fences and and you know barbed wire at the top they want to live in the city but they don't want to have to hear or experience all of the lesser people making all of their ruckus around them right it it's very bizarre so now they're inventing glasses that will block that out somehow. What will it be? Just like black blocks. You'll just be walking around with big censorship bars over like the suffering around you so that you can ignore it without, you know, conscience. Uh, Diminished. I mean, can you imagine people? I mean, this wasn't a threat, right? She's offering something. I get why you'd be offered augmented reality. You want a reality that's augmented, that's better than this one. Now they're offering you diminished reality. Now they recognize that reality itself is a threat to their mere existence. And so they want to offer you uh, an opportunity and an availability of, of glasses that will uh, remove that existence from your experience. It's just bizarre. And again, they're, they're happy about this. They're excited about it. There's other stuff she says uh, – in there as well but i just think it's so telling when she's like it'll block out things you don't want to see like garbage or other human beings <laughs> it's just like, when you're the loving people that are showing us the way are you amazing oh yeah we got to get into this um all right we, yeah, we still have a, we have a lot of uh stuff to talk about but the sort of the craziest thing I was looking at some of the videos I have here. I've got Nadler talking about the bill to uh, kill babies that were born alive, which is absolutely horrifying. We have a video of him doing that. So I'll get into that the next hour when we take your phone calls. Uh, there's also – I meant to mention there's – the video that I wanted to play from Robot Polisher is really good because he takes – clips from my show and then he takes clips from owen's show it's like a tag team wrestling match it's awesome it's just like i'll say something and it like cuts over to owen and uh i don't know i just i really like the way that that he does things so uh we can at least start 
you know, watching his. It's a seven-minute video, so we won't be able to get to much of all of it. But let's go ahead and go to uh, clip number seven. Here's the latest from Robot Polisher. They lie. We know they lie. They know we know they lie. And they lie anyway. That's how you treat a slave. I guess it's up to the American people to determine whether we believe what they say or what they do. They know they're lying to you. They use it to put you in fear. They say that they're not muzzling you as they strap the muzzle on your face. If you're being told I'm not muzzling you, but you can feel a muzzle being put around your mouth, I wonder which you believe. I'm not I'm not muzzled. He said I'm not muzzled. It's like, I'm sorry, I can't hear you through your muzzle, sir. Not everybody can be a robot polisher. It's the people that weren't deceived by Big Pharma. It's the people that weren't deceived that are pissed off. And then it's the people that fell for the vaccine propaganda that took the vaccine that are still trying to cover it up, calling you the conspiracy theorist, even though you continue to be proven right. What psychological phenomenon is that? Stockholm right, folks, Go follow Robot Polisher. He does great stuff. Mark Twain, one of America's greatest writers and satirists and minds, famously said more than 150 years ago, rumors of his demise had been greatly exaggerated because the newspapers kept saying he died decades before he did die. And it's the same psyop today. InfoWars is more influential and more powerful than ever because of your support and because of the facts that what we've covered is coming true. But if they can convince you we've been shut down, if they can convince you that we're going away and you stop supporting, you stop spreading the word, then they do win. Ladies and gentlemen, there's only one group of people that can shut down InfoWars and that's you, the viewers and listeners. If you decide we're done, we're done. If you decide to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get supplements and books and films and t-shirts and so much more, we will stay on the air indefinitely. It is all in your hands. So thanks for your support. Stand up against the globalists. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and keep us on air. It's up to you. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with the globalists. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered. But the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. In the next hour, we'll be opening up your phone calls. We'll also be talking about some political machinations taking place right now. Should we be able to kill babies if they're born alive? An interesting debate takes place on the Capitol floor. That'll be interesting to see which side lands on which side there. Incredible. Also a debate about uh, the BLM and pride flags hanging above uh, U.S. embassies. 
So, so a lot more to cover today. We'll be joined by L of some B I know in the third hour. But first, a very special present to the American Journal viewers, a world premiere of the latest uh, pitch meeting series of skits that we're doing. Uh, This is the Ukraine war pitch meeting. I hope you all enjoy it. And this one, I tried to lay it out like the other one, sort of like a timeline, sort of telling the story of the Ukraine war in all of its glorious absurdity as we see it, people who aren't taken in by the propaganda. So I hope you enjoy it. hope you can share it. It'll be up on band.video as well as a number of other social media sites. And we encourage and actually request that you take it down, re-upload it yourself somewhere else, whatever you can do to spread the word and hopefully hopefully do our part to stop more endless war from consuming lives, resources, and the human spirit. So here it is, without any further ado, Ukraine war pitch meeting. Let's watch. What, uh, what are you doing over there? Hmm? What? Uh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> what? Where? In, in Ukraine. What, what are you up to? <laughs> Ukraine? What? Ukraine? Nothing's happening in Ukraine. Ukraine of all places. <laughs> Where do you get this stuff? No, it, it looks like there's some sort of NATO expansion and a CIA-backed coup and something about Joe Biden withholding a billion dollars. You want to get impeached? Impeached? You, you can't impeach me. In, in that case, just shut up. No, no, I'm not kidding. It looks like Russia is massing on the border. Well, it's fine. We're sending Anthony Blinken over there. Oh, to prevent a war? No. Okay, well, what's he doing? He's uh, going over to uh, protect democracy. Oh, democracy. I, I love that word. Terrible news. Oh, no. Russia invaded Ukraine. Oh, no. Why? Well, because Vladimir Putin is evil. So, because Putin is evil? Putin evil? Zelensky good. That about sums it up. Okay, so the largest country in the world decided to invade a country the size of Texas, and the only reason you're giving me is Putin evil? Big country, little country. You get it. I'm confused. Well, you don't like the fact that a bigger country invaded a smaller country, do you? No, I mean, I guess not. Great, you're fully on board. Here's a Ukrainian flag. Hey, have you heard about the ghost of Kiev? He's this lone fighter pilot. It's protecting the whole city. He's already downed like six Russian airplanes. It's incredible. Whoa, really? No, no. But there are these guys on Snake Island. When the Russians demanded they surrender, they responded, go f*** yourself. (laughs) It's awesome. Whoa, really? (laughs) No. No, that didn't happen either. But did you hear about the Russian atrocities? They are committing war crimes against children. Oh my God, really? Nope, but it doesn't matter because we have to defend Ukraine. They are our military ally. Uh, I don't actually think they are. Yeah, well, we're going to do it anyway because, after all, we've got to defend democracy. Okay, so what are we doing to help? I mean, can we mediate? We can call for peace? How many zeros is in 100 billion? You're writing them a hundred billion dollar check? Yeah, I mean, I was writing checks in the tens of millions, but I was running out of checks, so I'll just do one big one. How much have you sent them? You mean how much have you sent them? No idea. Literally impossible to know. Okay, well, where's it all going? (laughs) Again, who knows? Up in smoke or whatever bombs do. That's so much money. Has there even been an official declaration of war yet? A what? I've never even heard of that. No, there was a declaration that Putin is evil. Sure, you heard me. Yeah, I don't know if I'm really convinced that Putin is evil. 
Well, of course Putin is evil. I mean, if he's not evil, why would he drive our gas prices up so high? Putin drove our gas prices up? Well, gas prices are high because of the sanctions that Putin made us put on him. So, Oh, sanctions. So this is hurting Russia. They've never been better, actually. Okay, well, what about our oil supply? No, it's awful. Actually, we're having to uh, sell our strategic reserves. You mean use? No, sell. Sell to who? China. You know, our enemy. Okay, if we're having to sell our strategic reserves, like, why don't we just pump our own oil? Don't we have domestic production? Unfortunately, somebody already banned all of the pipelines and uh, drilling permits, so can't use it. Yeah, that was you. We're going green. Gas prices have doubled. It's a transition. Transition into what? Transition for climate change. I thought we were talking about the war in Ukraine. Oh, right. Well, the weapons that we're giving Ukraine are extremely fuel efficient. We can kill thousands for the same amount of emissions as a small SUV. So progress. And hey, here's some good news. Somebody just blew up Russia's underwater pipeline. Oh my God, who? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> who could it be? No one's going to believe that. They're going to think you did it. Me? The U.S. government? You know Russia has nukes, right? Like, is this game of brinksmanship really worth it? I'm in my bunker now. It's pretty nice. What was that last question? I said, is it really worth this game of nuclear brinksmanship? Uh, there it is, folks. The end. Hey. No better way to build back better than amongst a nuclear-scarred hellscape, right? Nothing accelerates the Great Reset like, uh, uh, well, the, the civilizational equivalent of a power cycle, right? There it is, folks. You'll be able to find that at band.video later today. We'll upload... Uh, final, final finished version there. And again, you know, for, you know, I think for, I probably, probably our crew, right, is like the number one audience for that. There's a little, couple little uh, inside jokes there, a little uh, subtlety, just the occasional thing that might, might go a little bit over the head of uh, your average viewer. But basically every line from that entire skit is just from a headline. It's just from a mainstream headline if you aren't paying attention you might not know some of this stuff is going on but uh i don't know we got i I gotta do another one i think because even as much stuff was included there it's only about half of what we originally filmed and then you know we didn't even get into all of the all the other ridiculous nonsense i mean my god i can make a whole one just about Zelensky himself wouldn't that be wouldn't that be silly so there you go. Hope you liked it. We'll, we'll be doing more of those throughout the year. We have once again, you know, rededicated ourselves, uh, whether that's just because it's it's the new year and we're feeling particularly inspired or because we just see the way things are going and understand that more people are waking up these days. More people are looking for content. They're looking for something that isn't bad. <laughs> They're looking for something that isn't just Saturday Night Live's mindless droning on about the same topics you hear on CNN. There's there's a lot of hunger out there for, I think, comedy that just reflects the sheer absurdity of just your your everyday headlines. Again, that's all that's all we did there. Just take what is being said normally and and put it in a sarcastic context, but we didn't have to make anything up. It's all just there. It's all just what's going on. 
and it really is absurd. So, uh, you know, hopefully that was hopefully it wasn't too uh, particular for our audience, for the Infowars audience. I hope you guys enjoyed and and you know understood all the jokes and references and everything. But I hope it's something that you could share to your less than awake friends, and if nothing else, at least make them go, "Wait, what was that? Wait, what was he talking about? Wait, Snake Island wasn't real? What?" And then they look it up and they see, oh, that thing that I thought was real, I thought was so real that I went out and bought a shirt that said, go F yourself, Snake Island, with the Ukrainian flag on it. I, I was so convinced of this thing that I thought was heroic turned out to be just a total fabrication prop piece of propaganda. Wouldn't that make them feel silly? So hopefully uh, it's something that can uh, do something to make people question this this c- constant, endless, repetitious drive for war that we see in, seem incapable of uh, breaking, a habit we, we're incapable of breaking here in America, just not falling for the latest propaganda push. It's a struggle, isn't it? Yeah, the lies especially. In case people don't know, in case we haven't made this abundantly clear, Ghost of Kiev never existed, but was very popular. The Snake Island thing, no, that did not exist. That never happened. But they literally, you can go to Target and they sell shirts with Snake Island on it with this propaganda piece. Imagine that. Imagine buying a shirt that's propaganda. I mean, we would never do that. Unless it was from InfoWarsStore.com, of course, because, of course, we have the best propaganda shirts. Things like Free American. In fact, I was the character I was playing, I wanted to wear just sort of a normal shirt. And I was like, no, I can't wear any of the InfoWars shirts because they're all too in your face. They're all too blatant. They're all too uh, – because I just wanted – I didn't want to be playing a specific side as that character. I just wanted to be a regular American. Uh, but you, you can't help but look like a patriotic, conservative, free-thinking InfoWars American when you wear an InfoWars shirt. But go to InfoWarsStore.com right now to get a shirt or a supplement or something because we are continuing to expand our repertoire, as it were, and we look for you to help us do that. InfoWarsStore.com. We'll be right back. Like a rock thrown into a pond, your actions, even though they may seem little, have a massive ripple effect throughout time and space. We're actually winning the info war. And when you realize that Bandot Video has hundreds and hundreds of censored directors and investigative journalists and talk show hosts whose information is beyond incredible, hundreds of medical doctors and scientists, all of them right now telling the truth at Bandot Video, millions of people a day visiting Bandot Video. But you can take that information and cause a bigger ripple effect, an amplifying effect, and make sure it gets out to your friends, your family, your neighbors, and perfect strangers. You are the modern Paul Revere's. You are what takes our information and amplifies it. When you decide to take action, we as a species and as a race are invincible. So I thank you all for your past action, and I challenge you to redouble your efforts now because humanity and the children are counting on you. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We have a lot to cover this uh, this second hour. We'll be opening the phone lines for your calls. We'll be covering what's going on in the halls of Congress. There's some good stuff, there's some bad stuff, there's some absurd stuff, there's some jaw-dropping stuff. There's also, like, revelations about what's in 
Prince Harry's new book that's pretty hilarious. We have a lot of stuff uh, to cover here today. I'm going to go ahead and open up the phone lines right now. If you want to give us a call, the number to dial is one 789 2539 That's one 789 2539 We've been getting a lot of really good callers recently, but today I want to put a call out for new callers, callers that haven't called in before, or if you have called in but were on hold and didn't get to come on air, I want to hear from you. If you're a regular caller, somebody I've heard from quite a bit, if I recognize your name, I'm going to put off on, on going to you. Once we get to everybody else, then, then I'll give you a chance, but I do want to give a chance to the people who haven't been on before. So if you've never been on with us, go ahead and give us a call now, and uh, we'll get you on as soon as possible. The number to dial is one 789 2539 one 789 25 We'll talk about the Great Reset this hour as well and looking into the globalist-owned internal documents, see what we can see see from their – not predictions because they're not predicting anything, but their explanations as to what's coming next as they uh, forcibly guide our development into a, a more controllable world. And in fact, I think we'll start with – Uh, This hour with this clip. Let's go to clip number eight here. It's Justin Trudeau. And pay attention to the word choices he's using. And if you already are familiar with our um, topic of discussion, the lockstep document, you'll recognize the words that he uses. But understand that he's using these words in a very specific way to send a signal to his fellow globalists as to where they are now in their efforts. Let's go to Justin Trudeau as he sends out his coded message to his fellow psychopath. Let's watch. The world today is facing a lot of uncertainty with the rise in authoritarian leaders causing global instability and the high cost of living, putting stress on families at home. Yes, uh, disorganization, uncertainty instability gosh it sure sounds uh, dangerous doesn't it it sort of sounds like we're in an economically unstable and, and shock prone world in which governments weaken criminals thrive and and dangerous innovations emerge that's right folks we're on plan c we're on plan c from the lockstep document and so we can look to the do- lockstep document to see how they'll be moving forward in the very near future and again this is something that you've heard a lot of world leaders talk about. It. We've shown you uh, videos of it. But when I say that, you know, it seems like like a call went out. It seems like the strategy meetings have taken place. You know, now you've got Joe Biden being exposed as having these uh, you know, documents, and some are speculating that this is a move by the deep state to sort of get rid of Biden now that he's served his purpose. They want to neutralize and discard him. I don't know about that. I'm not sure about that, but it would fit in line with the rest of what we're seeing, which is that they all now understand that they've moved into that next quadrant. They've moved on to plan C. Remember, plan A was clever together. If Hillary Clinton had got elected, all this stuff that happened under Trump would have also happened. It's just you would have had the Ukraine war earlier. We'd be in full-fledged conflict with Syria right now. They'd still have all of the you know, censorship and the disinformation board and the domestic terror FBI program, all that would still exist. It just would have started in 2016 instead of 2020, and they probably would have released COVID as well. But regardless, Clever Together was their plan A. Everybody willingly enter into the globalist prison and allow themselves 
to be imprisoned. Plan B was lockstep. That was the releasing of the virus, the creation of the uh, virus itself, the vaccine program. We've seen that. That also didn't work, unfortunately, for them. So they've moved on to hack attack. We'll talk about what that means on the other side. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We've got skits. We've got activism. We've got hard-hitting news. We've got in-your-face truth. It's Infowars.com, band.video. Fighting the globalist in the most peaceful way possible while we still can. We have a lot of stuff to talk about here. But let's talk about uh, the, the wider globalist plan, the, the unified theory of conspiracy, as it were. Big changes are being made in the upper echelons as we speak, and all of this will be sort of codified and distributed during their Davos meeting in just a few days. Infowars has the story. Swiss Army sends 5,000-plus soldiers to guard Davos globalist elites. Some 5,000-plus soldiers from the Swiss Army are being deployed. When the globalist elites fly to Davos, Switzerland in the coming days to prepare for the World Economic Forum's annual meeting, they will be far from alone as they step off their private jet transports and and into the fleet of waiting limousines. (laughs) I love it. Just every aspect of it is blatant hypocrisy. Every single aspect of their existence is rules for me but not for thee. They get to take the private jets. They get to take the limousines. They don't want you having a gas stove. That's dangerous. <laughs> you can't have that anymore. And they want to take your guns. They want to defund your police. But when they get together to meet, they order 5,000 soldiers from the army, and the army dutifully complies. Yes, sir, to protect the billionaire class, sir. There's another skit I want to do. Did I already talk about this, the James Bond skit? I think it'd be so funny to have a James Bond skit where he realizes he's working for Dr. Evil. I mean, seriously, these soldiers, right? Sir, yes, sir. I will protect the people who hate me and are trying to destroy me. 5,000 plus soldiers from the Swiss Army are deployed to welcome attendees to the luxury ski resort and protect participants from any harassment, protest, or dissenting voices. We know that happened uh, yesteryear. Last year, with uh, Jack Posobiec being detained in Davos for being a reporter because, again, you know, you will own nothing, but they'll have private jets and Swiss chateaus. You'll have no privacy But they will be protected. Their privacy will be ensured by armed guards who will arrest anybody, even legitimate journalists, trying to figure out what they're doing. See, they operate in complete secrecy. They get unwarranted and unrestricted protection and service from their governments. So, what do if you need something from your government? If you like get attacked or you know something happens, like a cop will come out in thirty minutes or so, and they'll. They'll jot down what happened to you so you can file an insurance report, and then that's it. That's all that will happen. That's, that's the service you'll get from, from your government. When these guys want to get together, they make a phone call, and uh, whoever it is you know, at the other end just makes this decision, right? Just goes, oh, yeah, I'll get 5,000 soldiers there today, d- d- tomorrow. I'll do it for sure. Yes, sir. Right away, sir. Mr. B- fair, foreign Billionaire who I have no loyalty to and has no loyalty to me. Whatever you need, sir, whatever whatever you possibly need, restrictions, laws, rules of war, all of those don't matter. I make the decisions, 
and I'm your friend, so I'll help you out. It's infuriating, actually, the way these people operate in just complete open disregard for the the people over which they want total control, right? They want absolute protection from and power over the average person. Yeah, World Economic Forum police, right? They've got their own police force. Again, just and and then you talk about there and you know you go well the well the World Economic Forum they're a bunch of globalists like controllers that are super villains are trying to take over the world and the response is always like there it's just a collection of like professors and economists and they like to talk about like you know trends in the world like it's nothing and then there's like okay but you have your own police force and also you can get the world's militaries to do your bidding and assign literally thousands of warriors to carry out your every whim oh and you're directing the policies of ostensibly democratic states even though what you want is in direct opposition to the vast majority of the people like it's full-on folks it is full-on takeover i'm seeing some interesting calls come in here let's go ahead and go out to your calls now Let's go to uh, Nathaniel in Alabama. You want to talk about predictive programming in a Disney movie. Thanks for calling in, uh, Nathaniel. You're on the air. Harrison, how's it going? Good, thank you. So I was, I've been watching my little sister recently, and I was thinking of some movies to watch with her. And I was just thinking of movies that I watched when I was little, and robots came to mind. It's like a Pixar movie about like, everyone's a little robot, and they have their own job and stuff. and when they start to get old, they break down and they can buy new parts. But all of a sudden, this new guy is in charge and you can't buy new parts anymore. You just have to replace your whole body. But if you can't afford it, then you kind of just get get demolished. I thought it was kind of like a, an homage to if you're not not wealthy enough to live in this society, then you kind of just get discarded. Yeah, it's actually not a bad comparison, especially, you know, we know the way that the elites like to do things like, you know, blood transfusions of young people, right? If you can if you can pay enough, then you can just like in robots, I guess, just like almost replace your body parts with younger body parts. But uh, if you don't have enough money, then I guess you just have to succumb to age. Uh, and they, and they keep stuff. going after the some of like the. Some of the underground robots that help out and like fix them that go after those guys, so they they're forced to to buy into the corporate. Interesting. That's sort of a, an anti. Uh, what's the term for that? Uh, planned obsolescence. And there's another term where basically you know farmers who buy tractors they can't even work on their own tractors because uh, according to the tractor company, you never actually own your equipment. You know, you can't actually make repairs. They uh, exactly. force you to come through them. Interesting point, Nathaniel. Let's go to uh, line number one. Atlee in Texas wants to talk about a correlation between veterinarians and the COVID response. Thanks for calling in, Atlee. You're on the air. How are you? Good, thank you. Man, it's interesting to see, like, the mRNA, <clears throat> how they're going. They're going to they have heart shots now if you, for heart problems and all that was a farrier i saw they were diagnosing these horses with the navicular syndrome like seven years ago 
to get this trim in place, which removed the digital cushion on the lower limb of the horse. Within three months, they're injecting the joints. So I'm Does sorry. You, well, you 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 kind of lost me a little bit. So so what's happening? They're injecting. What are they injecting horses for? For uh, like um, arthritis. Okay, and so then what happens? So 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 like my end, I shoot the horse. So the vets make you unload the frog, which is the digital cushion. It cushions the digits. Right. And then they start injecting the joint, all the while claiming they're going to get an avicular syndrome. It's unbelievable. And I was reading about the mRNA shots for, like, heart problems now. Yeah. And it's like they create the problem, and then they come in and fix it. It's unbelievable. Right, It's so simple. It's so simple. And it's amazing how many people don't see that. Barriers, vets. It's unbelievable. And I try to explain it, and it's just, they just glaze over. Yeah, so why, why, do, why, why do people not get it? Like, what I is have it? no idea. you have any, any insight here? Um, this is a struggle I'm constantly Dude, dealing wish. with. It's unbelievable. It's like their eyes glaze over, and they're just like, uh, you know. Like, is it too complicated crazy. for them? It's too complicated think- to understand. You know, it, it's one of those things that, like, um, my dad was telling me a story. He was talking to one of his sort of more normie friends, and uh, he said something about China – sending fentanyl into america and uh, his friend was just you know rolled his eyes same type of thing just like as if like as if that's a ridiculous thing and my response was just like has you ever heard of the opium wars you know it's like that's it, exactly what we did to them it's unbelievable yeah it's like the same thing so it's like it's weird that it depends entirely on context. If you say a hundred years ago, here's what the British did to the Chinese, they'll go, "Oh my God, that's horrible." And then you go, and also now the Chinese are doing it to us, and they go, "Crazy, that's insane. That would never happen." It's like, but you get that it already has happened before, right? So, you know, I don't know. Same type of thing where it's just like you. It's very. It's a simple thing to explain, but they just can't seem to wrap their mind around it. It's. It's. Purposeful, willful ignorance. There is a war on for your mind. Your mind is a battlefield. This is an information war. Infowars popularized those terms more than two decades ago. And today, whether it's Donald Trump or Governor DeSantis or Dr. Robert Malone, they're all using the terms that Infowars has popularized because we understand the enemy's operations and we know how to beat them. But we can't do it without funding. And we make it easy to fund with great products that empower you and your immune system and your family as well. You can also make straight donations at InfoWarsStore.com, clicking on the big red banner, a one-time or recurring. But I'm asking you to take action. We're nonviolent. But every time you donate money, every time you buy products, every time you keep us on air, you are literally, nonviolently, politically, punching the new world order in the nose, punching their lies in the nose. We are going to defeat the new world order. We're going over the top, but right now is a critical juncture. So please go to InfoWarsStore.com and donate now. Donate now. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within 
and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Very soon, ladies and gentlemen, the true controllers of the world will be meeting in Davos, Switzerland. But also don't be distracted by the attendance at Davos. The decisions have already been made. The orders have already gone out. Soon, the supposed leaders of the world will convene in Davos to receive their orders from the international banking cartel that actually runs the show. Okay? Just so we're clear here, Davos is not the the tip of the pyramid. They are the front-facing public expression of what's going on. And it's the you know coordinating tactic of the people who are really in charge. So the people going to Davos right now, they're not going to debate things and come to conclusions. They're going to receive their orders. They're going to you know kneel at the feet of the globalist king demon and receive you know their their knighthood as they're indoctrinated into the uh, globalist system as an agent of something they don't even understand. But you're going to – you already have heard a change in rhetoric. We just played the the Trudeau clip, but we've had a couple out there that reflects the paradigm shift that we're all going through and that they are responding to. And I'm not the only one to have noticed this taking place. In fact, I was tagged on – I mean – Somebody else was tagged on Twitter uh, from Flyfish Tev, who says that SARS, uh, SPARS, chapter 19, page 66, is where we're at. So again, you can go to see these, these planning scenario documents that they have, like SPARS or like the lockstep document, and get an idea of their thinking and their thought process and, and where they're guiding us. So the SPARS document, chapter 19, says this, as the pandemic tapered off several influential politicians and agency representatives came under fire for sensationalizing sensationalizing the severity of the event or for perceived political gain as with many public health interventions successful efforts to reduce the impact of the pandemic created the illusion that the event was not nearly as serious as the experts suggested it would be and i i have the feeling that that will be the talking point as we Move forward because obviously the damage that has been done by the policies of these people is becoming apparent. Whether it's the mental health crisis or the collapse in you know education achievement, or you know the uh, massive wave of unexpected death across the world, you know whatever it is, people are starting to wake up to this. And I wouldn't be surprised if this became a a regular talking point where they said, "Well, they're complaining now, but the fact is that." This saved millions of people, and without these interventions, they wouldn't even be here to complain about it. So these interventions were necessary. That's very, very – see, they're, they're, this is the NPC programming uh, like signal going out, right? This is, the, this is the internal code that we're reading here. 
that programs them all. So we can expect to see this proliferate and, and, and you know filter out to the wider public. Again, they present this as a scenario. They're just sure we're just playing pretend. So they have some guy named President Archer. President Archer's detractors in the Republican Party seize the opportunity to publicly disparage the president and his administration's response to the pandemic, urging voters to elect a strong leader with the best interest of the American people at heart. Those those dastardly Republicans at it again, telling people to elect a strong leader with the interest of the American people at heart, like some sort of fascist. Incredible. A widespread social media uh, movement led primarily by outspoken parents of affected children, coupled with widespread distrust of Big Pharma, supported the narrative that the development of SPARS MCMs was was unnecessary and driven by a few profit-seeking individuals. So they're also trying to sort of control this language as well because if it was just about profit, you wouldn't get nearly to the real damage that's being done and the real – intent of the people carrying this out they don't want profits they have all of the profits some of them are getting a lot of profits because of this all the big corporations are centralizing their control but they would do that even if they were losing money because it's about centralizing control that's the point so it's not a few profit-seeking individuals it's a very large number of people actively engaged in a global conspiracy to establish a one-world government just so we're clear Conspiracy theories also proliferated across social media, suggesting the virus had been purposely created and introduced to the population by drug companies or that it had escaped from a government lab secretly testing bioweapons. Gosh, how did they know? How did they know people would think that this was the case? (laughs) Does it have anything to do with the fact that they were the ones making it in a bio lab and that the evidence has all come out? Weird. After action reports, government hearings, and agency reviews following the pandemic were too numerous to count. Emergency funding appropriated by Congress to fight the disease became available partway through the course of the pandemic, but federal, state, local public health agencies struggled to manage the procedural requirements to spend it. As a result, significant amounts were wasted. Like, it's amazing. It's it's like in that first COVID skit that I did where it's like, don't worry, the global elites – play these games they've got these planning documents they know exactly what's going to happen and how it's going to happen down to the type of virus and where it comes from and so it's like oh okay so they should have a handle on this no they let it run all over the world and and kill millions and and you know cause total chaos like it's a little bit suspicious that they can predict literally everything that's to come and yet do nothing to prevent it from happening it's almost like they're writing a script for something they plan to happen. It, it really is truly bizarre. But again, they, you know, they know all this is going to happen, so they have plans for what will happen when this occurs. They have rhetorical devices that they will employ to distract people from what's really happening. They have framing techniques that they'll use to make sure that the outrage is carefully funneled into where it's useful for them and harmless to them. And the, again, the lockstep document has even more information about this. We'll get back to that in the next segment. In the meantime, let's go out to your phone calls. We've got George in California. George, you're from Armenia, first Christian country in the world, where uh, things have happened that have been tied to Ukraine. And there's been a lot going on in Armenia. We've tried to cover it a little bit, but between Azerbaijan and Armenia, there's been some conflict. What do you know about what's going on in Ukraine, George? 
Hey, God bless you, my brother Harrison. How can uh, how's my voice coming along? Perfect. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Thank you, man, because uh as you know, no one likes to cover it in the, the Western media. And um the only coverage that we've been getting is from what do you know, American Journal. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, I just I, I just yeah. wish I had more uh, information to go off of. Well, it's it's kind of, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one, my brother Harrison. Let me tell you what's going on from what I'm being told from our mainstream media over there. And um, right now, uh, there's a blockade on the eastern part of the country, which is a debated zone. It's called uh, either Nagorno-Karabakh or Artsakh is the names that uh, people you know use. Artsakh is the classical original name. But um, there's one road going into that part. And Azerbaijan has uh, cut it off, so the people there don't have supplies and medicine. And this blockade has been going on for, I think, well over maybe 20 days. All right, this is happening right now. Uh, Please stay on the line, George. We have to go to a commercial break right now, but these – honestly, these are my favorite types of calls. I love getting news from from other countries, especially people with connections there. So stay on the the phone, George. We're going to get the lowdown on what's going on in Armenia on the other side. Don't go anywhere, folks. It's American Journal. Mark Twain, one of America's greatest writers and satirists in minds, famously said more than 150 years ago, rumors of his demise had been greatly exaggerated because the newspapers kept saying he died decades before he did die. And it's the same psyop today. InfoWars is more influential and more powerful than ever because of your support and because of the facts of what we've covered is coming true. But if they can convince you we've been shut down, if they can convince you that we're going away, and you stop supporting, you stop spreading the word, then they do win. Ladies and gentlemen, there's only one group of people that can shut down InfoWars, and that's you, the viewers and listeners. If you decide we're done, we're done. If you decide to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get supplements and books and films and t-shirts and so much more, we will stay on the air indefinitely. It is all in your hands. So thanks for your support. Stand up against the globalists. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and keep us on air. It's up to you. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Tuned in to the American Journal with your host Harrison Smith in the southern part of Texas. All right, welcome back, folks. George from California has called in. He's got the inside scoop on what's going on in um, Armenia. And again, whether it's just from from my own friends in my personal life or from callers here in American Journal, I love hearing people who still keep up correspondence or just are paying attention to the news in other countries. You can learn so much, especially if they aren't countries that are you know in the American hegemonic like wake, right? Information from Europe can be nice because we don't get it as much over here, but it's going to be mostly the same as what you hear uh, everywhere else. But then you get you get news from places like Lebanon or Syria or Armenia, and it's like you're getting a whole new perspective on stuff you didn't even know was happening half the time. So I've tried to cover a little bit of what's gone, gone on in Armenia, but it's very, very sparse information here. So, uh, again, I just appreciate you calling in, George, to, to tell us what's going on there in Armenia. Uh, where you last left off, the eastern part of Armenia you were describing had uh, a single road through it. And I was just uh, doing some research uh, here in the uh, break during that. Is it, the, uh, is it this new road to Karabakha? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it's the uh, Azerbaijani constructed road. Uh, 
to travel through there. I was just reading an article about that. It opened in uh, September of this year, I believe. Is that the road you're talking about, George? Actually, um, the new road, they're trying to build it, but the, the one they've always used is called the, the Latchin Corridor. Okay. And that's the one that they've blockaded in this past month or so. But yeah, Karabakh is that area, and it was under dispute since uh, the fall of the Soviet Union. Right. And it's since been under dispute. But um, uh, I'm not uh, too familiar there, my brother Harrison, but thank you again for covering it, man, because it's, uh, it's refreshing to see people have their, their eyes open on all these different aspects. But, you know, after yeah. the fall of the Soviet Union, the, the Azeris started uh, basically a genocide against the Armenians living in that Karabakh region. And a war broke out in 92 where the Armenians fought back. And over the course of two years, they regained that land and surrounding seven regions. Um, then the war ignited again, and this was always disputed in conflict uh, area where in 2020, September 27th or 26th, the Azeris fought again, and it's called the 44-Day War. And they took those regions with a lot of help from Turkey. And now where we sit, Azerbaijan has claimed that land, and the people living in in Karabakh, they're just poor. They're, just, they're like sitting ducks, basically, right. and they're constantly adding new pressures. And when they first shut the road down, they cut off the gas going to the citizens. Mm-hmm. Uh, they recently opened the gas lines back up, but now they've closed <laughs> the major corridor where transport and commerce goes through. So uh, the people are running out of supplies, and the you know. The diplomats or whatever, they're just constantly debating what's going to happen. The prime minister of Armenia, which people don't really give him credit of having reach over Karabakh somehow, but he's the one kind of responsible for speaking with it because um, the the world doesn't accept you know Karabakh as a separate entity. Mm. And yet they don't um, acknowledge it as part of Armenia either. So they've purposely, just like you said, They've made the problem, and they don't want to offer the solution like they're writing their own script. Mm-hmm. And the parallel between uh, Karabakh, Armenia, and Russia and Ukraine, when the war was going on in 2020, me and like our community here in California, we're screaming up in arms, like closing roads down, like people, look what's happening. Our tax dollars are funding war against our, our citizens back in our home country. No one cared. And now all of a sudden, Ukraine's going on. You got people flying Ukrainian flags. They don't even know what that flag means. And and thankfully, my parents in Soviet Armenia, they know how to speak Russian. I heard like the the name or words Ukraine actually means like borderland. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's right. right. (laughs) It's part of Russia. It used to be part of Russia. That's why it's called. That's why they used to call it the Ukraine. It was the borderland. Um, Man. All right. I'd I'd love to talk to you more, but I do want to give a a chance to other people. to talk, but you know, I know I'm interested in it because obviously, you know, it's it's a war going on. And I I would care about it ending or some sort of peaceful resolution happening, and I I feel for the people of Armenia who are under attack. But it you know, it also plays into the the wider global chess game that's being played, and you know, that's why people's attention is being directed towards certain things and away from others because it's not about what's good for the people on the ground it's about how it plays into the hands of the people that are manipulating this stuff from the 
the highest level. So thanks so much for that call. That was uh, extremely informative. And uh, please do call in if there's any um, developments or, or anything that, that we can – any information you, we can help uh, get out. I really appreciate it, George. Uh, thank you for that call. And uh, I'll, I'll be sure to keep an eye on uh, Armenia because, uh, again, I, I only ever see it when it sort of pilfers up – filters up through the rest of everything else. And uh, But I'll, I'll try to keep an active eye out for it. Thank you so much for that call, George. Let's go down to Jonathan in Miami whose topic is the World Economic Forum. Thanks for calling in. Jonathan, you're on the air. Yeah, Mr. Smith, can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, well, good morning, sir. You're looking sharp. Did you get your hair cut? I I'm did. Yeah. yeah, every couple yeah. months it happens. Yeah, I'm like, uh, you had the Superman look going on, and now you got, I don't know, the Clark Kent look going on. Well, you didn't just call in to compliment <laughs> me, Jonathan. What, what's, uh, what, what are your thoughts on the World Economic Forum? Yeah, you know, they all need a burn. What was that? Wait, uh, <laughs> that was you, I think. <laughs> I, was, I didn't even do that. Wait, no. All right, no, all right. No, go, no. go ahead, Jonathan. Well, what's your comments on the World Economic Forum? Let's get serious here. All right. All right. No, yeah. No, these guys, man, like, unbelievable. Like, I, I don't understand why they're not arrested. Like, this is ridiculous. This, this is really getting out of control. Like, I'm sitting here. And, like, because I'm sitting here, like, I already moved to, like, a remote location, but I'm like, and I'm like, this isn't even safe. And I'm looking around, and I'm like, and everyone's trying to move. They're like, where where can we go? Where can we go? They're like, I'm like, um, I don't think anywhere these people own the world, apparently. Uh, uh, They're getting close, yeah. Ru- yeah, running away is just, it's really not an option, folks. And it's not, you know, people run away, or, or they, they move away because they think, you know, there's nothing you can do to to prevent what's happening, but it's like that's a self-fulfilling prophecy, man. If you if you get involved, if you confront these people in the at the local level, the local government, or even at the corporate level, uh, we can defeat them. We outnumber them a, a billion to one. But unfortunately, you know, a lot of our side is sort of uh, separate from one another and aren't aren't getting together to to help one another and build something to defeat the uh, the new world order, which is what you know we here at Infowars you know try to tried to get everybody to do thanks so much for the call jonathan uh, we'll go quickly to one more call we've got um we got matt in arizona let's go to matt in arizona quickly we only have about a minute left here matt go ahead hey i was just wondering if you what you think about this idea that joe biden if they're trying to impeach him that's an awful lot of trouble to go through for a guy who could they they can just eliminate him like they've done for to so many of their other no longer useful idiots He's probably not smart enough to be embarrassed because he's not even aware that he's walking on the wrong end of the stage or he forgets what the hell city he's in. So how is it that, you know, who's going to benefit if they just merely impeach him? There's got to be something else to this than just merely getting him out of the way. What what do you think about that? Uh, I think that's, I, I think you're right. I mean, just what, the, the way my brain went just now while you were talking <clears throat> was – I'm sorry, I get exactly what you're saying. I think you're right. And then I thought back to, you know, we were saying about the JFK assassination and how they could have eliminated JFK quietly if they wanted to. They're the deep state. They could have had him had a heart attack and it would have been quiet, but they did it in public on purpose because that was useful to them to traumatize the American public, et cetera, et cetera. So then I was thinking, all right, what would they, what would they do to Joe Biden? And, you know, the first thing that pops into my head is they would have some patsy, like some supposed right winger, uh, assassinate Joe Biden and then, you know, 
will weaponize even further. You know, you thought January 6th was bad. Well, what happens if some, you know, former FBI informant in a MAGA hat shoots Joe Biden and then, uh, you know, it's full on war against the patriot movement in this country? Maybe they're setting up Joe Biden to be a, uh, a victim of a false flag attack. That would be my deepest suspicion. Thank you for that call, Matt. It's an interesting uh, little thought game to play. We'll be back with more of your phone calls on the other side, folks. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. Donate to InfoWars, won't you? That's the best way to support us. Buying supplements is fantastic, but if you want to just support us full-fledged, full you can donate. I'm pointing my finger at you. And I'm also pointing it right back at myself. You forget to take your multivitamins. You forget to take your vitamin D3. You forget to take your Brain Force Plus. You forget to take DNA Force Plus. You forget to take the X3. And you know it makes your life better. And you know it makes you healthier. And you constantly forget. And when you remember to do it, you're a lot healthier. This stuff will blow you away. Plus, it funds our operation. We've got the biggest sale of the year going right now at InfoWarsStore.com with promo code 1776. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and use promo code 1776 to get up to 60% off on these best-selling products. The lowest deal is 40%. Most of the sales are 60 or 50% when you use promo code 1776. There's too many products to tell you about them all. They're all kick-ass. They keep us on the air. Please continue to support, and I love you, and I thank you. 1776 at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars is winning. InfoWars is reaching more people than ever. We were supposed to be off the air months and months and months ago. Mainstream media told you, but it's not true. They told you we were going to be shut down. They told you we owed a billion and a half dollars. None of that's true. It's all being appealed. They want you to think InfoWars is dead. But if you simply stand up and support InfoWars, we've got years and years of appeals, and we will not be taken off the air. But if they can convince you that we've been shut down, they're going to win. Don't let the globalists psyop you and your family. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and get incredible products, supplements, books, films, t-shirts, you name it, that fund the InfoWar and empower your life and let the globalists know their psyop has not worked. Thanks for keeping us on air. Take action at InfoWarsStore.com today because the only people that can take us off the air is you, the viewers and listeners. The majority of you have not been psyop, but some of you have. Do not let the global brainwash you. Go to InfoWarsStore.com. Keep us on the air. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. like Stanley Kubrick, folks. Is it, is it apparent to you yet who our favorite filmmaker here is at American Journal? Can't help ourselves. Really incredible stuff, folks. Whether it's the skits or just the really awesome graphic work that these guys get up to after every show every day or the music selection i mean all of this takes a lot of work to do and i personally just feel so blessed to have such a, a fantastic team and fantastic company around me you know help letting me do this just letting me try to do what i can to provide a platform for the american people to call in as well as just dig into to some of the more absurd stories and actually get them out to a wider audience because they're not being talked about in the mainstream media. It is really a uh, it's really a wonderful, wonderful thing that's been built here at InfoWars. And of course, credit goes to 
to God, Alex Jones, and the Info Warriors out there, the American people, it, we really would not have been able to do any of this without you. That's obvious, right? <laughs> How could we? Uh, but it, it's 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 more than that, right? Because you know, I know people that, and there's there's a lot of them. You know, you go, you pay five dollars on Patreon, five dollars a month. People will pay for some YouTuber that comes out with a with a video. You know, maybe once a week. Once a week, they make a ten minute video. And people like that stuff, so they go to Patreon and, and pay five bucks a month for it. And, uh, you know, maybe what we do here is worth five bucks a month. Maybe what we do here is worth ten bucks a month. You're not getting a ten-minute video every week. You're getting ten hours of content a day just on the live stuff, just the live broadcast. That doesn't even include all the stuff that we do behind the scenes, whether it's the skits that we're making or, you know, Greg Reese and John Bowne and Brian Wilson and Christy Lee and, I mean, all of the people, Matt Baker and, I mean, Jason Lowe, the number of people on Bandot Video is absolutely incredible. And you're funding all of that when you go to InfoWarsStore.com. You're not just – it's not just going to one of us. It's necessary to keep this whole operation going. And then, of course, it's also the, the political activism that we do and the – Amount that we piss off the globalists. I mean, that alone, that's got to be worth a couple bucks a month, right? Just, just, just spending a couple bucks. If you knew that it was going towards like releasing a mosquito in the room of some globalist, just to annoy them, just to piss them off a little, wouldn't that be enough? I would pay for that. But folks, obviously, going to InfoWarsStore.com, you can get fantastic supplements, and they're amazing, and you hear people call in and talk about how they've changed their lives, and we have the highest quality ingredients and the most effective everything. I mean. You know, InfoWars Store has just – if you want to improve your life, that's where you got to go. But obviously there on the right is the Save InfoWars banner where you can donate today, and that is the best possible way to support us because it takes away the overhead cost that we have for shipping and, and supplementation, uh, the, uh, you know, what the supplements actually cost us and, and all that sort of stuff. So if you want your donation, your investment into InfoWars to go 100 percent into – just continuing production and continuing to expand and continue to create great content, then you can donate today, and, and we really appreciate it more than you could possibly know. And again, if you think that it's worth what we do to just toss up, toss us a couple bones a month, a couple bucks a month, it would really go such a long way. And if everybody did that, we would never have to make another commercial again. We'd never have to make another appeal again because uh, there's enough people watching right now that if everybody just, you know, it could just be something as simple as. You know, today I'll I'll have a you know a a can of soup and a grilled cheese for lunch instead of going out to eat because you go out to eat these days it costs you twenty bucks for a meal. If you can make if you can make that sacrifice and and resist you know going out to a restaurant and just make something at home just one day and just take the money that you would have spent at the restaurant and spend it at infowars.com. It literally is as simple as that to keep us going, to keep us on the air, to keep us taking on the globalist in this information war for which the prize of the victor will be all of human history and and the fate of humanity itself. So nothing is more important than this contest in which we are engaged, and we would not be able to do that without your support. Please do go to infowarsstore.com right now to get a supplement or just to donate because – we really need your help, and it's as simple as that. With that, we go out to your phone calls. Sally in Kansas has three points to help people. Thanks for calling in, Sally. You're on the air. Hey, Harrison. First of all, I want to say I appreciate you. I appreciate. I love how you calmly state the facts. <laughs> Thank second you. Of, Do I appear calm all, to you, Sally? That's good. That's good. I'm a better actor than I thought. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm a longtime listener. 
it's hard to talk to some people about the facts. So I got InfoWars bumper stickers all over my vehicle. And that way I can state what I believe without having fights with people. And it's amazing how many people come up to me and say, I agree with all your bumper stickers. Oh, that's awesome. I, I'm telling you, the bumper stickers are awesome. I love seeing bumper stickers in the, in the wild, in the real world. I wish there was a way, I wish there was a signal that we had or something. Because uh, I, I would love, because every once in a while I see a bumper, uh, an InfoWars bumper sticker and I'll, I'll drive up next to the car and I'll sort of wave at it. And they're just like, what is this guy doing? Why is this guy waving? And I'm like, no, I like your bumper. No, I like your bumper sticker. They can't hear me because we're in cars. So, it, you know, it's a great way to connect with other people. Even if you can't actually talk to them, it's just... It gives you a warm, fuzzy feeling seeing those uh, those bumper stickers in the wild. We have some great bumper stickers, and it doesn't even have to be you know infowars.com. I mean, we have plenty of those, and please do put those on on your uh, your vehicle. But I also love the bumper stickers that just say like "Life is fiery with its beauty" because that just gets people to go, "What does that bumper sticker mean?" Like, I agree with it's it's a cool saying, but like, what is that? And then you can sort of introduce them to you know the concept of. Uh, of Alex Jones, and you can bring up the uh, Alex Jones rants about Magellan clip on YouTube and show them what what we're really all about. Uh, thanks for that call, Sally. I do want to get to okay, some other. I, I, uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. Go, the, go the ahead, three go ahead. Reasons I called in for. Okay, Let all right, right. I forgot. Quick. Okay, go okay, ahead. First of all, satellite phones. Um, even though I can see how they're very useful in a lot of ways, I had a relative that died of brain cancer because he was a salesman. For satellite phones. Oh, so you got to watch out for the cancer with satellite phones. The second point, um, when there's um, the formula shortage, mm-hmm. uh, babies can drink goat milk, and there's even goat milk in powdered form that you can get from at the store. Yep. But goat milk is a good uh, switch from a uh, formula. Uh, the last point is after seeing what happened in New Zealand, with the blood supply for baby Will, mm. um, a lot of people are concerned about the blood supply in the United States being tainted with yeah. the coronavirus uh, jab. And uh, I give blood regularly, and they do not ex- the Red Cross. The Red Cross does not accept blood with COVID vaccinations in it. Really. I didn't know that. Yes. I remember seeing something about that yes. a long time ago, but they still, so if you're vaccinated, you cannot give blood to the Red Cross? That's correct. And wow. most people do not know that. At least that's the way it is in Kansas. I won't swear it's that way everywhere in the world, but that's the way it is in Kansas. They do not accept COVID vaccination in the blood supply. Interesting. So if you could, if you could get blood from them, then you could guarantee it's uh, not tainted. Thank you for that, Sally. Very good call, and I appreciate uh, those three points. I also wonder what that means for the amount of blood they have available. I wonder, you know, if 70-something people or percent of people are vaccinated in this country. I wonder if that means that, uh, you know, blood donations are down. Uh, I mean, that that could cause a whole other set of problems. So thank you for uh, letting us know that, Sally. Very good call. Let's go now to uh, Louie in Odessa. You have a take on how InfoWars helped reveal the Great Reset. Well, we, we had some help with it, uh, Louie, from the the weirdos that <clears throat> couldn't stop talking about it and telling us they were doing it. But, yeah, thanks for calling in, Louie. You're on the air. Hey, Harrison. How are you? Good, thank you. Um. So, yeah, I just wanted to say, like, thank you to InfoWars and thank you to Alex Jones. After reading his book, um, I feel like I have a much more clear perspective of of like the direction 
that these elites like Yuval Harari mm. and like Klaus Schwab, like where they're kind of trying to take us to, which is like a technocracy. And then after reading the book, it's like I connect, connected the dots with COVID. So it's like, to me, COVID was like a trial run for technocracy. And they kind of wanted to see how the people reacted to an actual technocracy yeah. that was that was in place with, with Fauci being, you know, like the top technocrat. And obviously the people, well, some people liked it. Some people love Fauci, but others. Yeah, Don't what do you think? Fauci. Do you think we passed the test? I mean, to be honest, I think I would say like if I'm betting money, maybe like 45 percent of America passed the test. Um, I could be wrong because maybe my perception is skewed with the way the media interprets things. But I don't think people saw this as like a big deal. Yeah. As, as, as big as it as it actually was. So. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember very early on in the COVID pandemic, uh, my dad was talking to a friend of mine, and he said, "COVID will change this society more than 9/11 did." And they could not believe it. They thought, "There's no way. It's just a little disease." Little did they know the effects that it would have. Thanks for the call. Thank you, everybody, for the calls. We're back on the other side with L from some BI know. Don't go anywhere. There is a war on for your mind. Your mind is a battlefield. This is an information war. InfoWars popularized those terms more than two decades ago. And today, whether it's Donald Trump or Governor DeSantis or Dr. Robert Malone, they're all using the terms that InfoWars has popularized because we understand the enemy's operations and we know how to beat them. But we can't do it without funding. And we make it easy to fund with great products that empower you and your immune system and your family as well. You can also make straight donations at InfoWarsStore.com, clicking on the big red banner, a one-time or recurring. But I'm asking you to take action. We're nonviolent. But every time you donate money, every time you buy products, every time you keep us on air, you are literally, nonviolently, politically, punching the new world order in the nose, punching their lies in the nose. We are going to defeat the new world order. We're going over the top. But right now is a critical juncture. So please go to InfoWarsStore.com and donate now. Donate now. Donate now. 